Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. It might also be that your your <laughs> life is worse than theirs, and that makes them feel better when they hear you. <laughs> Thank you. Have Ed. you ever thought of that? Oh, that might actually you know, be the rationale put a behind it. Down on it, why don't you? All right, markets. <laughs> how you know? How are you? They today? listen to you. They listen to you and think, "Geez, it. it could be a whole lot worse." Oh. I'm fine, actually. Thank you. Fridays Listen, amongst us. I've got control here. I can do this. Do you remember That's somebody true. used to do that to me? <laughs> Fridays amongst us, the best day of the week. So we're making our way through it. Looks like it's going to be a difficult end to the week. It has to be said. European shares were flat yesterday, but US stocks closed lower. Lackluster earnings from several US tech mega uh, caps down, uh, dampened sentiment. S&P 500 was down six tenths, one percent. Nasdaq was down one point six percent. In terms of individual stories, Credit Suisse shares slumped seventeen percent after announcing that radical restructuring program that includes 4 billion Swiss francs in a, a capital increase, 17% reduction in its workforce, breaking up of its investment banking unit. Credit Suisse's market cap, its valuation has fallen from around uh, uh, fallen to around 10 billion Swiss francs from 50 billion five years ago. Quite a dramatic fall there. Talking about dramatic falls, Meta shares, the owner of Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, shares down 24% yesterday after saying revenue declined due to falling ad spending while the cost development of the Metaverse have been surging. Meta's market cap has collapsed from around $1 trillion at the start of this year to just $267 billion. In terms of the broader markets, European stocks set for a weaker open today, off by around about 1%. Euro stocks 50 down 37 points. FTSE 100 in London down 57 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 133 points. What is the explanation for the brutal week for big tech firms, in, in your opinion? Really disappointing earnings. Not earnings in terms of what they've made over the course of the past three months, actually, but it's really the outlook statements. The hope was, of course, that these big companies would be far more resilient to the slowdown we've been seeing in terms of the US economy, the impact that higher levels of inflation has been having in terms of household consumption. But the reality is it seems they are equally vulnerable to other companies in terms of that process. And it's really those disappointing outlook statements where revenue is coming under pressure well revenue growth should i say is coming under pressure but also costs have been rising as well the reality is they're having to pay their workers more uh, a broad range of costs have been increasing in areas such as energy prices for example in cloud computing which means it's more expensive to run to heat to cool these uh, data centers these servers and uh, that's filtering through in terms of margins in terms of profitability expectations and very quickly been reflected in terms of some of those share prices and will it just bounce back or uh, would it take a certain time to, for it to even out? Well, we continue to believe that quality growth is a great place to invest. So we believe in some of these business models, there's no doubt about that. And they'll continue to flourish and they'll continue to deliver, I think, for its customers and for shareholders over time. But the reality is it may take a little bit longer in order to get to that space. And what we also know is that markets have become a little bit more sceptical about trusting the earnings in the future. It's all about growth in the future for many of these companies and their ability to deliver that I think has become a little bit more questionable. Okay, and the European Central Bank? Yeah, the European Central Bank doubled up the deposit rate with a second straight 75 basis point hike, although it was not a unanimous decision. 
The central bank has now taken the deposit rate from negative territory in early summer to 1.5%. That's the highest level since 2009. So after inflation surged to five times the target level in September. Despite the aggressive move and recession risk, the European Central Bank vowed to raise rates further because of inflation. Although the statement appeared less hawkish than we saw in December and the pace of future moves are likely to be determined by the incoming data. We expect the European Central Bank step down to 50 basis point hike at the December meeting. European Central Bank also reined in the pricing on its ultra-cheap loans, the targeted long-term refinancing operation by raising the interest rate that banks pay on them. The move is designed to encourage banks to repay the loans rather than depositing the money at the Central Bank where the rapid rising interest rates and now allowing them to make a risk-free return. European Central Bank said the next stage of policy normalisation, quantitative tightening, which will be the shrinking of that €5 trillion Euro bond portfolio, is up for discussion at the December meeting, though it's unlikely to start until next year. And uh, Amazon shares have tumbled. Yeah, joining the uh, mega cap meltdown this week after um, shares tumbled 13% in after hours trading. So retailer forecast that holiday sales and profits would come in well below analyst forecast as household demand weakens and growth of its cloud business starts to slow. Amazon reported its first quarterly profit actually for the year in Q3. Remember, first half was dragged down by a decline in its investment in the electric vehicle manufacturer Rivian. But third quarter earnings actually easily beat analysts' forecast, helped by the first prime day of the year. Revenue came in at a whopping $127 billion. But as I was saying before, it's really the outlook that's been spooking investors like Microsoft. Amazon signaled that cloud computing business that provides companies, as I say, with data services and um, with uh, servers is starting to level off. Though Amazon's advertising business continues to show growth, we know that uh, marketing budgets are being cut. Amazon stock has been a poor performer during the course of this year, down 33%, and that's before we got the, the results coming through and the after-hours trading weakness. So set to be another rough day for shareholders in that stock today. And, well, he's done it. Twitter. The bird is freed, apparently, according to Elon Musk, who's now assumed the role of chief executive at Twitter after completing $44 billion acquisition. He now runs Twitter as well as Tesla and SpaceX, described himself as the chief twit, which is a nice new title, uh, reports that uh, he has fired a number of executives at Twitter, including the CEO on completion of the deal. Must that he plans to do away with permanent bans on users uh, could lead to the return of Donald Trump back to the platform. Cost-cutting very much on the agenda. There have been leaks. The new owner plans to reduce the current 7,500 workforce by 75%, although he has denied that, and expects to double revenue over the course of the next three years. I guess this morning will be wondering whether he really got value for money, bought this when valuations were an awful lot higher. He's been forced to go through it with the courts, given the current state of perhaps the US economy and the reduced sentiment in terms of US technology companies may prove to be somewhat of an expensive acquisition. But what did the kitchen sink have to do with it? Was that taking everything but the kitchen sink or everything including the kitchen sink? 
<laughs> well, kitchen sinking can mean two things, actually. It can either mean you're taking absolutely everything and now it's all mine and I'll do with it what I want. The other kitchen sinking is perhaps what we saw from Credit Suisse yesterday, is where you tried to get all the bad news out at the beginning, draw a line under it and okay. try to move on from here. So it's, uh, it can mean multiple things in the world of finance. OK, um, the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound against dollar coming at 115 and a half. Euro dollar just below parity once again this morning. Going to get one euro 15 and a half cents for your British pound this morning. Plans for the weekend? Uh, children's parties. <laughs> uh, my children are having their birthday parties, which is a very expensive exercise I've come to the conclusion of and, and not a particularly enjoyable one, but they're doing some trampolining party someplace or other. So I'll be doing that and playing paddle tonight. I'm a huge oh, paddle nice. fan. Actually, I know paddle's growing nicely in the uh, south of France as well. It's huge here in the UK. It's growing at an amazing rate. So I'll be bashing that ball around, trying to get the noise of screaming kids out of, <laughs> out, out of my head. Well, have a good one. Thank you, Hank. Take care. Thank Speak you so to you much. Monday. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Cheers. Bye. This week on the Blevins Franks Report, we'll discuss multi-management investment using specialists to manage your money. Join us this Sunday at 9.30 in the morning and repeat it again at 7.30 in the evening on 106.5 Riviera Radio. Octa Marine is available for your yacht's freshwater requirements. We offer an A to Z service to deliver freshwater solutions on board so you can shower, use and drink in confidence, compliance and comfort. Whether for water maker repairs and service, water analysis, freshwater safety plans or consumables, our vans are covering the coastline on a daily basis. Visit octamarine.com and book an appointment with our team. 